I was in a desperate situation. The Bayou type stuff. Get out of my house. Avocado tiles back in stock. Why do you feel bad about it? Well, you stop it. it. Sounds like a circus. That's weird. I was freaking out. It's, it's like an insurance claim. It sticks with the house. It went terribly wrong. Scenes oh. and I'm like extortion. I'm real estate, real estate is crazy. Is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Hi everyone. Welcome back. I'm Christina Smith. I'm David Hagigi. And our guest, Paula Cobb, is back. And she is going to share some a great story with us. So she has been a broker in San Diego since the 1970s. And she's also my mom. Oh, thank you. We're Hi, having mom. such fun in the, in the studio today. I just have to say this is the best. It gives you a little insight into oh, how I, totally I became get everything now. who I am. Hey, I don't it's, take credit for you. Crazy. Actually, the truth is I'm glad that I hadn't yet met her until today because it makes it that much better. Oh, yeah? yeah. Well, I'm glad because, you know, my mom is just, I don't know how to explain my mom other than she has gotten herself into some of the craziest predicaments <laughs> and gotten herself out of some of the craziest predicaments. It sounds like she's lucky to be alive, quite I honestly. I know. <laughs> so this story is actually about our family home. And I had completely forgotten about this until she reminded me because it was, I must have been, what, 19 at the time? We were moving. We lived in Rancho Pangasquitas. We had lived there since I was a kid, probably like 13 years and we were moving. So first of all, my mom tried to sell her house to my sister for above market value. Like that's how shrewd. <laughs> that's how shrewd a negotiator she is. If you ever try to make a deal with me, you're going to pay more because of that statement. That's what. Oh, oh man, so we, I'm we, busted. We have a feud, a feud brewing here. Christina has a listing coming, and her mom's going to represent the buyer. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's not going to work out. No, that's not. <laughs> My mom's a shrewd negotiator. Make no tell. mistake. She. Well, uh, this is where I learned it from. What I've learned about her thus far is that she's kept this wonderful sense of humor, and I mm-hmm. think it's important. I think it's necessary because if you don't have it, this industry will eat you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she basically went through everyone, everyone in our families in real estate. And I tell this story all the time because when everyone reached 18, she was like, you know, you need to get your real estate license. You know, you're, you're part of a real estate uh, family. Yeah, you're, Don't let um, us down. You know, there's no cap to your potential and what you can do. And so I went and got my real estate license thinking that we would team up. And then I... <laughs> She's not a team player. Then I said, all right, I got my license ready to go. She goes, oh, no, real estate's a hustle. you got to get your own clients. I'm not giving you my clients. Have fun. And now I can't get any referrals from anyone in my family because we all live 10 minutes apart and we're all in real estate. So, well, you, you know, know, they say that you're not supposed to do business with your family exactly. in real estate. Yeah. I you don't think ruin that's a good true. Relationship. I, agree I with think you. it depends. If you, can, if you have the ability and there's like a mutual respect and you have the ability to separate the business from the family. It took a while for you to get there. Well, <laughs> they call me. that business acumen. <laughs> you had to grow up, you know? I mean, come on. Well, we, we've all grown up in, in, in yeah. a way, right? Like I think yeah. that um, being able to represent somebody really, really well is not inherent. Mm-hmm. You have That's to right. learn it almost you have to have the a lot of knowledge, way. Yeah. a yeah. lot of training, a lot of knowledge. Well, and don't yeah. stop learning. And not just that, but you have to make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And real estate has changed because of that so much oh, over the gosh. years. I mean, when this happened to, our, to my mom, it was back when you could... 
you could let the buyer move in a few days early. You just fill out some paperwork. They move in a few days before close of escrow. Yeah. We don't do that anymore. Oh, no. That's a big Because of my mom. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Because of probably what happened. So why don't you tell us what happened to my family home and the person who bought it? Well, they did not move in early. I thought they moved in early. I no. thought it was a few. Oh, I'm wrong. Never they mind. She knows better than that. They did not come Never mind. No, Although no, I always moved in early. <laughs> she I moved in early. That's what it and was. And nobody knew about it, but I moved in early. What Paula's saying is if she was representing the buyer in that transaction, they would have moved in They would have moved in early. No, they don't move in early. Only I move in early when I'm buying <laughs> a house. Oh. My mom would move in early. to the agent. I, I kind of do some things to fix up the house and make it nice for me so I can get in there early. Oh. And it's really, I did this that. This method has worked for you. Oh, yeah. Over I don't think it would years. work for you in this market. No. No. <laughs> no. I, mean, I can't even buy the house in this market. <laughs> Again, they don't allow it anymore because of this woman. <laughs> I, I tell all my clients, you're not seeing them. They're selling off market. I'm having a house built right now. It took a year. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? A year. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just red tape? New new construction. Yeah. New construction. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, what happened? Okay, so I think this was about in the year 2000, mm-hmm. and uh, we lived in uh, Penasquitas, and this house sat up on a hill, and it had some nice views, and we always saw, saw hot air balloons and mm-hmm. everything there. And uh, anyway, I sold it to this family, and they were very excited about moving into the neighborhood And the, on move-in day. They came with their truck, and they're unloading, and uh, apparently this guy had forgotten to turn the wheels towards the curb and put the emergency brake on, <laughs> on oh the truck, on the rental truck. So meanwhile, he's in the house and he's putting a load in, right? Taking a load in. And he comes out and he sees the truck take off down the hill. Oh no. Now this is at the time <sighs> when all the kids are getting out of school, walking <gasps> home. It's in the middle of the afternoon and this big truck is barreling down the hill. It's sideswiping four or five cars on its way. <sighs> Meanwhile, this guy is going, look out, watch out. You yeah, know? What, what can you do? Yeah. And there's nothing to do, do anything. When so I was I a kid, we called this. that ghost riding. When you oh. just let your bike go. So what? Can't really do it with a car. <laughs> so anyways, so this truck keeps going. It goes down and it runs through this garage of this house. Oh, was it there anybody breaks. in there? Tell me there was nobody in there. Nobody was there. It it actually stopped in the garage. It went through the garage door and it came to a stop in the garage and it broke off the gas meter and a fire started and it burned oh, oh, oh. up the truck and oh, everything in it. Oh, 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 oh wow. And on top of that the police were there and they wanted to evacuate the neighborhood because the fire could travel through the gas lines and blow up every house in the neighborhood. Oh. So they evacuated the neighborhood. <laughs> I Can mean, believe that? it was so serious. And this poor buyer of mine was so upset because he wanted to come and be this nice person in the neighborhood. And everybody hated and, him from day one. Oh and they hated him gosh. and he felt so bad. I'm sure they didn't hate him, but it was definitely a, a icebreaker. You know, it's interesting because 
first impressions are that yeah. impactful, right? Yes. You know, I, and I do a lot of work for my clients when they enter a new neighborhood. A lot of times mm-hmm. I facilitate introductions, knock on neighbors' doors, find out, yeah. you know, who's the landscaper, that kind of yeah. stuff. Because it's important. You're going to be living there for years. Yeah. That's a really horrible way to start off. It was yeah. horrible. And he like... They had brought in a load like of this couch cushions, but the couch went down the hill with the truck and got burned up. Oh. And he saw a lot of the stuff he didn't even know what he had and what he didn't have because oh. it got burned up in That's the truck. That's so awful. And so it was really not. It must a good have been thing. a really interesting sight to see. Well, I'm glad I didn't see it. Oh, I'm glad no it. kids no. got he just hit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He just described it to me, but oh. it could have been much worse. I mean, but oh, already yeah. look at the damage. Yeah, four or five cars sideswiped. Minimal damage. House, house, totally, <laughs> totally obliterated on the garage. Yeah. I mean, the insurance the alone on dealing with that situation, having to deal with insurance companies. Well, just no loss of life, like you said, yes, is a thank big goodness. deal. Oh because yeah. any vehicle, anything could be worse. Well, a vehicle without a pilot. I mean, this was well before drones. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't a Tesla going down the street without a driver. No, but you know, I mean, <laughs> I guess. She damaged her Tesla the second day she got it. <laughs> She's that's just a side story because that just you know how we talk and like it. She she spent all this money on this like special glass coating uh-huh. and like this and then she hit it on one of those freaking concrete. It was things. a little. It was a little short wall. It was about this tall. And when I turned, I didn't even see the wall. And it just scraped my front bumper. So the ceramic coating didn't protect. It, it. kind of yeah. Got ripped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate auto body work. So expensive. I mean, I it probably cost four grand just to fix the front bumper. Sorry, so. I so, sidetracked us. I've been, <laughs> it's okay. I've been <laughs> driving with this bumper all screwed up for three years. <laughs> well, we were talking about ghost riding, and then yeah. that naturally went to Tesla because Elon Musk's yeah. vision is for all his cars to drive around with no drivers. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't like it either. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be a fan of that. <laughs> Trust. It all boils down to how much do you trust these computers? I don't trust them that much. I saw Terminator way too early in my life. Yeah. No. Anyways, um, so. (laughs) Well, I just have to say that no matter what happens in life, this too shall pass. I love that. I do love that. Seriously, I know it was a horrible thing at the moment, but we get through everything. Yeah. It just takes time. And that's what has kept me in real estate all this long because I've dealt with issues. And even though they might be very frustrating and hard to deal with, I know they'll pass. And somehow this has to end and it will be over. It can feel very defeating when you're a real estate agent and you have just some situation come up. It seems sometimes impossible to even remedy it or fix it. And you're sitting there and you're racking your brain and you're like, I just can't believe this has happened. So I think that's really good advice is and just take know, a breath. And then whenever these things happen and you guys always call me, that's true. You know, what's funny. I, I, I think- <laughs> we, we all bitch to my mom about what's going on in our life. You, you just tell me and you say, what can I do? What should I do? And I, yeah. tell well, I can already say that you're a testament to probably not only home ownership and the fact that it's Given you the ability to, it's given her wealth. I mean, you've, and you've, retirement. you've locked in yeah. your housing payment long ago, and that gave you 
the ability to be a little bit lighthearted about your business. Right. Mm -hmm. But more so, you know, it, the answer has always been home ownership. The people who are able to rest right now are homeowners. Yeah. The people who are not resting right now are not homeowners. They're it's renters. very simple. Yeah. yeah we're going to raise your rent next month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How can you sleep with that? Company? The security that homeownership offers is unrivaled. And it's always been the answer to all the problems we're facing, but still because real estate agents are really valued so low by our society, I think we're still not quite seeing homeownership as the savior that it is. Well, I want you to think about something too. My mom's been in real estate for almost, it's coming up on 50 years, yeah. 50 years. That's a lot. And she was in real estate when interest rates were 18%. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, housing, you know, a house was, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, but the early eighties still, you know, we're looking at four to 5% right now. It's we're heading again. We're heading there again. And it's actually six and a half percent right now. Oh. Yeah. Rates have gone up again. Now, let me ask you this in those markets where rates were high and prices were lower. Mm -hmm. Did the monthly payments that came with those mortgages sort of line up to the rents people were paying for those same houses? Or were people paying more monthly to own than they would have to rent the same house? I think during that time, it was like you could you could own for the same amount that you could rent. It's pretty the American yeah. dream. As 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 back then, do you feel like that was the I case don't or no? So it was cheaper to rent back then. Yes, because rents have inflated. Yes, I mean okay. nobody raised the rents to offset the interest rates. And I got an eight-unit building I bought back then in the early 80s, 11% fixed rate. Wow. And you cash flowed it, right? Well, I might have cash flowed a little bit, but the point is inflation was going up so much during that time mm. that I made tons of money on the ownership of it in appreciation. Yes. So that's where it My really mom's benefited. a 1031 exchange guru, by the way. So she knows <laughs> well, how she's yeah. exchanged, 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 exchanged. After 50 years in this industry, she better be. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, people don't realize. So they go ahead and they sell a property and then they buy another one and then they have to pay tax on the sale. Whereas if they just did a 1031, they wouldn't have to pay any tax. So that money stays in there as part of your investment moving forward. Mm -hmm. And it's a wealth builder for your family. There have been some talks about changes in that IRS tax code. And I sure hope it doesn't change. Well, um, aren't you dealing with something because you purchased out of state that if you ever sell the property that you purchased out of right. state, California will tax her? Yeah, you know what it is? It's called the clawback. Yeah, we just back. found this out because my mom sold her commercial building, uh -huh. exchanged it into some investment properties out in Texas, mm -hmm. and then she found out about the clawback. So now, if you profit on those out of state, California will tax you. Well, as I won't ever income? sell them because that's what what would happen mm -hmm. if the kids will inherit them. There's not going to be taxed at that point uh, because there's the but no inheritance every tax. single year you have to fill out some paperwork mm -hmm. that lets the government know that you still own that property that you exchange for uh, if you don't fill out that paperwork they will send you a tax bill immediately see these are the kinds of things that i think 95 to 99 percent of our industry just doesn't know you just yeah. taught me that well yeah. shame 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 on a realtor who doesn't tell oh, a, absolutely. Person, I just who doesn't tell a person <laughs> to exchange instead oh, yeah. of to 
sell and then rebuy. Yeah. I mean, what are they doing? Yeah. So I yeah. told a client to exchange. His tax guy was actually telling him in order to avoid taxes, they needed to move into the property, which is normally true, except that they owned a big, giant, beautiful home in Hamul, and the house that they were selling was a... Uh, it was a three bedroom, one bath in Lemon Grove. So they converted it and to I, a primary to save on taxes, but they probably lost on the home and home. Well, it, so it was being rented by a relative. And then, a, so they wanted to sell the property. But I'm like, you're not going to move into a little house in Lemon Grove. I'm like, let's sell it 1031, exchange it into the home that you want to retire in. Exactly. So they purchased a home a out in Montana, mm. rented it for a year, sold the home in Hamul and moved to that. And now it's a primary residence Love and it. they avoided exactly. paying all the capital gains tax. Exactly. All you got to do is and make I sure it from her. I learned it from her. Yeah. These are smart moves that you need to think about what you're doing mm -hmm. and you need to educate your buyers strategy mm -hmm. and, and tell them, Hey, look, you know, this is what's. If you want to know the trend that I'm seeing, it's that I think first time home buyers are pretty much out of the market right now. I haven't seen, I mean, I closed one last month, mm -hmm. but just watching the market and seeing the trends, I'm not seeing anybody without significant down payment money succeeding in getting contracts because of appraisal concerns still. Mm -hmm. Well, not only that, but you know, mortgages have just dried up because of the interest rates. And I mean, we're talking five to $800 more a month mm -hmm. just in the increase in interest rates. That's yeah. right. So it affects it's a budget. lot of money. So you have to, so what people have to do with, if you are a first time home buyer is you have to adjust your expectation because if you can no longer afford the four bedroom home in Rancho Bernardo, you might have to consider a townhome in Escondido. You just might have to do it. But then in a couple of years, you'll thank yourself because that's what we call a stepping yeah. stone property. Exactly. If you're deferring your entire home search because you can't buy the home that you want, you're making a mistake. Yes. Well, the other reason too you want to buy and go ahead and buy now is because later on when the interest rates do drop back again, you, you can refinance. Rebuy. And when you refi, you're in. Well, yeah. and not just that, but higher interest rates mean less competition. Oh, yeah. And I think that the ability to actually get the seller's ear right now instead mm -hmm. of being stuck in a pile of 10 or 20 offers is really sounds great. Yeah, you're more likely to even get a credit and you can utilize that credit to maybe buy down your interest rate a little bit or apply it towards doing things to the home, keeping that extra money in your pocket. Seller credit. Oh, mm -hmm. I, I just got credits. one from my clients, $11,000 seller credit. Well, if seller credits are back, I think that says something yeah. about the market. I, I, you know, there's shifts happening here and there. I don't see the demand decreasing in most of the markets that I'm serving, mm -hmm. but rent rates are still climbing. Yeah. And I think that that's what's going to govern San Diego or Southern California as a whole, as where the prices stop is when the rents feel downward pressure. Mm -hmm. and well, I paying. think there's a little bit of that, but also I think we're starting to see some price reductions. Oh yeah. I've yeah. seen no number over the last few months. Yes. So because the interest rates are higher, prices are going to have to come down yep. they, and it's going to become more of a buyer's mm -hmm. market. Well, I hope so. But no, the truth is this aspirational pricing, everybody wants to try and get a price and usually they hire a okay, low then. cost agent to do yeah. that for them because they won't fight it. Just Those sit are, there for 60 days, 90 right. days, yeah. then you'll wise up. Well, <laughs> I just got a call from an agent yesterday who left me a message asking what's going on with my listing that's pending because mm -hmm. she's like, my listing's been on the market for over 30 days. 
So now I'm starting to get calls mm-hmm. from agents saying, uh, so what's going on? My listing's going to sit. My listing's sitting. Did your listing sit? How many offers did you get? Because, and I'm getting, you know, hey, you showed my listing. Are you going to put in an offer? Yes. We never got those before. That's what Benny said. Yeah. It is like, hey, they're actually calling me for feedback yes. after I show the home. That yeah. says a lot about <laughs> the market. You know, I think always we're starving for is balance. At least yeah. for myself, I just want to see more people make the jump, make the sacrifice to protect yeah. their families and build the wealth. Even though prices are high, that doesn't mean that it's not a good time to buy. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it's not possible to buy. Look at the history of San Diego. Oh yeah. Is it cheaper or more money now? Oh yeah. Gosh, you're right. There's a trend. Yes, there is. Every, what is it you taught me? My mom said that every peak has outperformed the previous peak. There's always an ebb and flow. I mean, when we crashed, what, 2006, seven, eight, I mean, housing values went down some areas like by 50%. Yeah. And now we have not only recovered, we've recovered even higher. Yeah. A, a lot of people who bought during those years and subsequently sold because their home was worth less than what they owed are kicking themselves. Yes. Because now they're trying to buy something else and very challenged mm-hmm. to buy it. So it is a commodity. I, I, you know, the dynamics right now are really, really weird. There's a lot of traumatized people from that last mm-hmm. housing crash. There's a lot of traumatized people who wanted to buy two years ago and just didn't pull up their boots enough and get their pre-approval and go shopping. And now they want to buy, but they're seeing the $800 premium on their monthly payment. And that's trauma. Yeah. Right. They don't know what to do. Why not just rent if they're going to pay that much more for their mortgage? Well, because rent rates are rising. So there's only yeah. 12 because months of rent security. Rates, rent, rate, rent rates are as high as your mortgage payment would be. That's right. Yeah. So, and then you don't get any of the benefits. There's of the no tax benefit. Yeah. There's, well, not only that, you might have to move in a year. Oh, yeah. That sounds horrible. It oh my does. God. Yeah. That's the worst move. nightmare it of anything is, is having to move all the time because you're a renter. Well, now well, it's where so are we going hard? this time? Well, how can we? find something cheap enough to move into try renting a u-haul you can't even get a u-haul oh, right no. now no oh i can't get a get u-haal one. right now well you can't but you gotta they reserve it out of state she's moving reserve to it texas, a few so, yeah. weeks in advance you're, you're moving to texas it, Amen. yeah she'll be oh. a part- <laughs> i'm out of here <laughs> sayonara she'll be a part-time resident yeah part-time. something tells me she's keeping her san diego real estate assets hmm smart one, well, two. Yeah. <laughs> two real estate assets. But the thing of it is, I think San Diego is going to become the land of the elite. Well, it already has. I mean, the, the, I mean, more so. I mean, she wants uh, to be able to come back. If, if she, if she liquidates everything and goes, if you're not vested how are you gonna come in back? the community and invested in the community, you might not be able to come back. That's yeah. the truth. The truth is that the Bay area money has already elevated our household incomes mm-hmm. significantly. And it's, kind of our responsibility to keep up with it. And it kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why all these people that really can't afford to be here anymore are moving to Tennessee and to Texas and Arizona. Yeah. Utah Mm -hmm. to any place cheap. Idaho. Find some place cheaper to live. Well, you know, I think some of them will come back if they can afford it. We'll see. (laughs) I don't know. Real estate in California is crazy. Well, that's right. Real estate is crazy (laughs) in California and other states, but mostly here in California. Um, No, the truth is that the uncertainty is the enemy. And so Mm -hmm. real estate and home ownership have always protected us against 
the uncertainty, mm -hmm. which is the enemy. Well, California has always been a land of the fruit and nuts. <laughs> they just and stopped growing walnuts because they can't ship them at a cost because the demand for walnuts is in other countries and most of them are grown in California. So because of the container issues and all, and because walnuts don't last, they don't. It, yeah, on, uh, that's on, probably on another road. lie. Well, no, they've, I, they've, they've ripped <laughs> out all the trees. It's a lie by the government. Walnuts all do last, are David. All the up out of the ground. Like these are 30 year <laughs> walnut trees. <laughs> We're being lied to. <laughs> We're being lied to. I wouldn't well, believe anything you hear in the news. It's a lie. We found it on YouTube. <laughs> Walnuts last. So it's true, right? <laughs> you know, these days, you just don't know what to believe. You don't know what to believe anymore. Real estate's crazy. Real estate's crazy. Thanks for joining us, guys. Stay tuned for our next episode. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Adios. <laughs>